International Tennis Federation President Dave Haggerty. I'm Around the Rings Editor Ed Hula in this edition of ATR Radio. It's the final week of the U.S. Open in New York, the first tournament since the Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, and the last of the 2016 Grand Slams. Keeping his eye on all of the action is Dave Haggerty, President of the International Tennis Federation. This month marks the first anniversary of his election to the ITF presidency, now the only International Federation president from the United States. I spoke with Haggerty Sunday morning from New York about the new roof over Arthur Ashe Stadium, the experience of the Rio Olympics, expectations for wheelchair tennis at the Rio Paralympics, planning for Tokyo 2020, as well as the race for the 2024 Olympics. One year ago, Dave Haggerty was in charge of the U.S. Open as the chair of the host U.S. Tennis Association. But two weeks after the 2015 tournament, he won election as president of the ITF. He says that gives him a much different role with a tournament this year than last. Big difference. Uh, I have less worries. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're president of the of the USTA, uh, the Tennis Association, you know, you have the full responsibility for uh, managing the event, overseeing the event with your, you know, talented team, which is, uh, you know, what Katrina Adams is now doing uh, as as chairman. Um, so for me, I am coming and uh, I'm engaging with a lot of nations that are here. A lot of uh, presidents are here from, uh, you know, our various federations, having some meetings, sitting in actually the USTA meetings as well, presenting in some aspects on the international world. Uh, and, uh, you know, meeting with colleagues, uh, still involved in, you know, watching lots of tennis, the juniors especially, which is kind of run as well with the ITF as junior championships. Um, we met with yesterday the Grand Slam development team of players. There are two, two boys and two girls that the Grand Slam development fund supports um, to travel around to the Grand Slam event, so they, they will be participating. So, um Many activities um, keeping me busy. The the open itself. How is it how is it going this this first week? I hear the crowds are are are, are strong. Good good crowds so far. Yeah, I mean, I think you know what's what's really nice is to see the new roof on uh, Ash Stadium. It it looks great. Um, it was halfway up last year. Uh, the roof the uh, retractable part was not operating. It is this year, so it's already been used a, a number of uh, matches, a number of evenings uh, with some rain that came in. So it's proven its worth, and it does work, which is good. Um, and in addition, they um, have developed all around the stadium site, all around the, the grounds. There's a new grandstand court, which holds uh, 8,200 people, which is just magnificent. The players really like the court, the feeling of the court, the spectators enjoy it. Uh, you're very close to the action. Uh, and in addition, they expanded all the uh, all the courts down about 30 yards or so um, on the south side, uh, which opens up the alleyways, and so it doesn't feel as crowded, uh, and it feels uh, feels great. You get very close to all the matches. As someone who was involved with the USTA while all this was being developed, you must be really happy to see the the roof opening and closing and seeing it put to use at these. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, 
what a what a proud moment for to be to have been part of you know the decision making this whole process along with you know the the rest of the board. Um, it's exciting to see it come to fruition and to see it working and just to see the fans positive feedback and the experience they're now having. The players I think really enjoy it as well when they're giving positive feedback. So it's nice to see an idea kind of come to conclusion. Can you talk some about Rio, the experience of the uh, Olympics? In August, the this tournament in New York, the first uh, first big event on the tennis circuit since since the Olympics. Is there any kind of real hangover, first of all, on the part of the tour? Well, I, I've had some some good meetings with both uh, both tours um, when I got here, and I would say overall, um, Rio from a tennis perspective was very very good. And we had some compelling matches. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro uh, kind of reemerging after um, you know injuries and not sure even at the end of last year whether he would be able to continue to play professionally. All of a sudden, you know, getting to the finals, winning uh, a, a silver medal, uh, he's continued that same uh, momentum here in New York. He's had a couple of good wins into the round of 16. Um, you know, Rafa winning a, a gold medal and doubles meant so much to him. Um, you saw uh, probably Novak Djokovic's reaction in Rio after his uh, loss to Del Potro. You saw what the Olympics meant to him and uh, you know, the emotions. Uh, just just great. Uh, Monica Pui coming through first uh, medalist, uh, woman medalist from Puerto Rico and winning the gold medal. Unfortunately, here she wasn't as successful in, in the U.S. Open, but she continues to play. I think she's in the in the doubles uh, now. So, you know, I think a lot of lot of positive um, momentum. I think the Olympics looked great on television from what people have uh, fed back to me. And um, you know, I think Rio did did a great job of of hosting something. We know they've gone through economic and political challenges. But uh, at the end, it was great, and I'll leave next Sunday, head back to Rio for the Paralympics. Yeah. Uh, there there were empty seats at the tennis venue, as there were at many of the others in Rio. Anything that can be done about that to make sure there are people in the seats at the Olympics in the future? Yeah, well, I think one of the challenges was, uh, in fact, uh, ticket sales were, were good. We uh, were over uh, 85% of the, the tickets were sold. We had one day of rain, and that caused a bit of a challenge because um, on the final Sunday, as matches were being played, the bronze medal match, which uh, Nadal was participating in against Kei Nishikori, was played on court one. And um, the Rio Organizing Committee you know, made a decision not to sell tickets for that match. So what happened was a number of people from the stadium went to watch that match during the first match, so they were kind of coming back and forth. So at different times, the stadium was, was full. And sometimes it was it seemed like it was maybe only half full or three-quarters filled, um, but the, the tickets were sold. It's just there were other matches that were taking place, and because of the weather, uh, they had to be taking place simultaneously, whereas in, in a normal schedule, they would have been played on different days. Any, any other improvements or tinkering that you sh- think lessons learned from Rio as far as tennis goes? Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, I think uh, one thing that uh, struck me is that the 
because of uh, the fact that over a short period of time, over a seven, um, nine-day period, you're playing uh, a singles, a doubles, and a mixed doubles, potentially if the players all compete in, in three events, which means that when you come to the men's final, it's a three out of five set uh, just for the final. I My feeling is that two out of three sets would, would be better. I've socialized that with the players. Uh, and they agree um, that, that maybe it's just too much because if they are, and, and the top players were playing in at least two and some were playing in three events. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is I'm headed off to uh, Tokyo uh, at the end of September, um, and the uh, Tokyo Open, the Japan Open, takes place uh, at the uh, Arani uh, Stadium where we'll be playing um, in 2020. So just going over to meet with the organizing committee there and get a head start on, on things. But we are looking forward to, to Tokyo. We know they will do a fantastic job. Stadiums in place. They'll have some updates and things to do. We have a very talented group over there that run tennis events. So uh, we feel very confident that uh, Tokyo will take, uh, take us up another level uh, when it comes to Olympics and, uh, and expectations from the players, the fans. And uh, we'll look at other things that we can do to you know, maybe uh, make improvements as well besides the, what I mentioned of the two out of three sets. Yeah. And you, you have to be pleased that a player such as Kei Nishikori is coming up at a, at a good time ahead of the Tokyo Olympics. Absolutely. He is such a, a great player and a terrific person as well and a figure uh, a hero in Japan, which is uh, which is really good because I think that will pique even even more interest. Um, I was talking to the president of the Japanese Tennis Federation here, uh, Mr. Koronagi, and uh, I'll see him at the end of the month. But he's very excited and looking forward to uh, 2020 Olympics. One of the more difficult questions that the Olympics have had to wrestle with this year is Russia and its athletes. Um, in in the area of, of, of drugs and doping, uh, tennis has had a um, well, uh, I guess a, I guess a smoother relationship with uh, Russia as far as the doping situation goes. Um, where do you see this this moving? How does this, I guess, get cleared up? How does Russia move past this situation to um, ensure it's embraced by the world sport community. Yeah, well, protecting the clean athletes is certainly one of the uh, cornerstones of, of the ITF and our ITF 2024 strategy. So we believe very much in it. We're very fortunate that tennis is a sport that is played around the world. We have a very robust uh, testing program uh, at all events or at many events all around the world. So we didn't have the situation that some other federations may have had of the, the testing in Russia. We had a wide base, and we were able to say that the Russian athletes that competed in the Olympics were tested as much or more than the average, and we were very comfortable over 205 uh, tests uh, over the last uh, two years. So we think it's important, and, and uh, you know, one of the members of the Russian Tennis Federation is on our our ITF board. We've had conversations. They understand. I've talked to Shamil, the, the president, and, and they embrace and support um, clean athletes as well. So I know they'll be working internally as they need to 
to make sure that they contribute and do what they need to do um, to, to help uh, protect the clean athletes uh, in their country. What do you think of the notion that the drug testing should be carried out totally independent of the federations? Are you in favor of another organization taking over this responsibility and running this part of the program? Well, for, for me, the most important thing is that we have a strong and robust program. And, um, and I think right now we are comfortable with what we do. I think you can't rest on your laurels and think you are the best at everything. You have to continue to improve the same way an athlete practices every day to improve their performance. We have to do the same. Uh, I think we'll, you know, we'll see what unfolds. Um, certainly this is a very uh, hot topic for uh, for sport, and we want to make sure we do everything to protect the clean athletes, and we will participate in the conversations and see where it leads us, but we continue to invest more money in more testing uh, and more rigorous program, uh, you know, regardless of, of those discussions, and we'll see where, where they lead us. And what are you expecting when you go back to Rio for the for the wheelchair tennis at the at the Paralympics this month? Well, I think it'll it'll be uh, a great event. Our people are already down and getting prepared and, and ready for uh, for the Paris, which you know start in three days. Um, I think what I'm expecting is probably not as many um, uh, fans in the stands, based on what I'm hearing about ticket sales. I think perhaps we were spoiled when it came to London because I think. The, the city, the, you know, the nation, uh, and the surrounding nations really uh, embraced and, and turned out in, in big numbers. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same in Rio, but our focus is going to be to make sure that that tennis event is the absolute best that it can be, that the athletes have a great experience, that the fans and spectators and TV viewers around the world uh, see a tennis event that is compelling and exciting. Uh, finally, uh, there are four, four cities bidding for the 2024 Summer Olympic Games. One of them happens to be a uh, U.S. city, Los Angeles. Uh, the, the, the talk was that the United States needed more people involved with international federation leadership to, to help, uh, help the cause, if you will, of a, of a next U.S. Olympic bid. Well, they have that with you in the International Tennis Federation, but can you really be much assistance to a Los Angeles bid for the 2024 Olympics? How do you see the whole campaign for 2024 and, and the four cities that are that are bidding for this? Well, I think there are four uh, great cities uh, with the potential of hosting 2024, and they, they all have pros uh, and very positive reasons, uh, and, and then I'm sure there's some offsetting reasons as well uh, for them not to have it or to not be the, the winning city. Um, from my perspective, you know, in many ways I have to be neutral. That being said, being an American, certainly, you know, I would be very proud to, uh, if Los Angeles ended up being the, the city that was chosen. I know they would do a great job. Other cities would as well. I'm very proud and, and fortunate to, you know, to be representing the United States as the only uh, IF president, and I, I feel a huge responsibility to uh, handle that appropriately and, and make sure that um, I present the United States in a way um, 
that we need to be to be shown as uh, able to work in the community with other international federations and it's not always just about about us even though we have quite a large nation um, so I think uh, I'm happy to I hope I am I'm, uh, doing that in, in my role as um, as ITF president and I look forward to you know seeing the next step, I guess, in, the, in uh, next year in November, the IOC will be making that decision. I won't be part of it, but certainly uh, our federation will contribute, and we've had uh, visits from all the host cities uh, to make sure that, that we give the input on on the tennis competition uh, as well. So, yeah, the election is September 2017, just about a year from now, year something from like that. So, yes, but, yes. But you feel good about all four cities. They're all, well, they would all be good host in one way or another for uh, Olympic tennis. Yeah, I think they each have a little bit different uh, uh, approach to the way that they would uh, they would present tennis, and, and uh, some have existing facilities in place. Um, the Olympics for some of the cities would be, um, you know, a, a new construction and, and leaving something else behind. So, yeah, but we're, we're contributing, um, you know, our thoughts to all the cities to uh, give them the feedback so that we can have the very best tennis event uh, wherever it ends up being held. Dave Haggerty, President of the International Tennis Federation, thanks so very much for joining us today. Ed, thanks very much. Nice talking to you. Take care. All right, sir. I think we got it. Enjoy your day. I uh, hope you well, don't get you. too wet. How, how is the roof? I heard it's very noisy uh, when the rain comes down. Well, I think... Uh, the rain came down the other day. I think it was um, three inches in two hours, which is mm. unusual. So I, I think it was coming down very. Uh, it was very heavy, and you, you could hear it. That, that was that was part of it. I think the other thing is that you know you when you have an infrastructure like that, just noise as people talk and watch matches mm -hmm. can be a little bit louder. And I think you'll see that as less and less an issue as the matches go on. I hate to say it, but um, if a match isn't compelling, people are talking to each yeah, other. Right. <laughs> and if, it's a, if it's a compelling match, it's going to be very quiet. Yeah, and people will get used to the the players will get used to the noise. And all. This is a whole new experience for them to have a roof over their head in Flushing Meadows. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it is exciting. So you know, so proud just to see it all and having been a part of that. I'll bet you are. Yeah, decision. Yeah. They don't. They don't come uh, come out of nowhere. You got to work hard to get something like that up in the air and moving no, properly. For sure. Anyway. For sure. All right. We'll stay dry. Thanks again for talking. We'll see you soon, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. Thanks Bye -bye. very much. See bye bye. Dave Haggerty spoke with me Sunday morning from New York, where he is attending the U.S. Open. Thanks for joining us on this edition of ATR Radio. I'm Around the Rings editor Ed Hula. Goodbye for now. <laughs>